Hello everyone, welcome to Go Wonk Yourself. I'm Eddie Michelson. I'm Lucas Anderton. And uh, it's been it's been a minute it's since been our a last since our last episode. We are now on episode eight of uh, of Go Wonk Yourself. So uh, we've had some unfortunate events happen, some something a bit personal to both of us. Uh, you guys may have listened to our last episode, episode seven, where we had a special friend on. Uh, Special's an understatement. Yeah, Ke- uh, Kenneth Clark. Uh, he's a great guy, and unfortunately, he was in a very serious accident, um, and he's currently in, at, uh, in the hospital uh, recovering, and um, we have a link to uh, donate to his GoFundMe page. He's in pretty bad condition, so if any contribution would help, uh, and yeah, so the link for that is gowonkyourself.com slash Kenny. Uh, it's a GoFundMe page. One of his friends back home put it up and within 48 hours it raised over $20,000. Um, that's to offset the medical costs, travel costs. Um, whenever they decide to, to lift Kenny back to Washington state, that's going to cost an arm and a leg. I mean, and so this is just to offset the cost for the family in whatever way we can. Um, and the school's doing a lot for him, too. The school's housing them and stuff like that. And so um, the whole community's coming together to help. But, yeah, any contri- like Eddie said, any contribution helps. So uh, gowonkyourself.com slash Kenny. So. All right. Well, uh, with that, let's uh, jump into the first news story. This actually happened a few hours ago. There was a uh, shooting, another shooting, uh, this time at YouTube headquarters. Oh my this god. This never happens. This Someone never happens. On the door. Hold it's on. Aaron. Oh wait. What? Hi. Oh my god, you're scaring us. Well, we just got a, um, a knock on the door, so we had to uh, <laughs> we had to cut off the podcast for a second, but we're back. One of Kenny's best buddies knocked on the door, so we had an obligation yeah, to answer it. So, yeah, a lot's happening in real time. Uh, another thing happening in real time, there was a shooting earlier today uh, at the YouTube headquarters. Uh, not much is actually known about this right now, other than... Literally nothing. I yeah, mean, three people were shot. There's a female suspect who's dead. I don't know. It's a, it's unusual that it was a female suspect, but that's a, that's a, basically all we know. It appears that she killed herself after um, entering the building and shooting a few times. It appears that she killed herself. They found her dead, and they found the gun with her. That's basically all anyone knows, though. Yep, so I'm Look, sure... Look, I'm not one to speculate. The or YouTube just took a lot of content related to guns and proud gun ownership off of YouTube. Any? You think this might have to do with that? Oh, yeah. I think everyone thinks well, that has something to do with it. That's speculative. We'll see. <laughs> hey, those gun nuts, man. We'll definitely see. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's all we could say yeah, about that, because yeah. everything other than that is speculation. So, uh, Next thing. Yeah. Uh, so Trump has decided he wants to use part of the military budget to build the wall. Um, so this is an article via The Guardian. 
Donald Trump is floating the idea of using the military's budget to pay for his long-promised border wall with Mexico. Trump raised the idea with the House Speaker Paul Ryan at a meeting last week, according to a person familiar with the discussion, and he has tweeted that building a great border wall is all about national defense and called to build the wall through M. Presumably hmm. meaning the military. Honestly, sorry, Guardian, I would think that means... Oh, wait, no, that might mean the military, not Mexico. I actually didn't hear about this story until you brought it oh, up. Oh, really? Yeah, I think, uh, sure, do well, it. And right now, he's actually, he's sending military to the to the border yep. until the wall is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really have much to say about this other than Mexico was never going to pay for this wall. That was just never going to happen. Uh, but paying for the actual wall, it, to say that it can't come out of somewhere in the budget, um... I, I think it's doable. Why do we need a wall? Well, I think we need a secure border before we can talk about... Uh, I mean, I remember we have we had this debate uh, in an earlier episode, but I think before you can talk about uh, what we do with the immigrants, uh, the Ill illegal, undocumented immigrants here right now, uh, you have to have a secure border first. So after that, I think uh, we can talk about letting people who are law-abiding and working hard about them staying here and about deporting the people who are committing serious crimes and sort of doing that on a case-by-case -case basis. But I think you really need to have a, a strong border in well, order to talk about that. George Bush and Obama both started building fences. And fences didn't stop anyone. Do you think a border wall will? Uh, I can't say. I, I really... I, I don't know. Uh particularly if a fence versus a wall which where at what point is <laughs> at what point does it actually stop a person from crossing Never. i am optimistic though about the idea of a wall versus a fence because i've seen pictures of some areas in which the fenced region is very minimal in terms of security so hopefully a wall itself will be enough i know a lot of people talk about how overstayed visas is one of the main problems when it comes to illegal uh, immigrants uh, staying in the country, and it actually doesn't have as much to do with people just running across the border. They um, go through tunnels. That's where most drugs are smuggled across the borders, through tunnels. Yeah, uh -oh. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Let's spend $18 billion on a pretty shiny $18 billion wall. is pocket change, build the wall, put a giant golden tee on it, and let's call it a day. So we can go bankrupt like every other thing with a giant T on it, referring to. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Speaking right. of... For our weekly Stormy know. segment. <laughs> yes! We finally... We need to play some theme music for Stormy Daniels. Um, this is like... I think this is probably the one area in politics that we both like get equally excited about when we see <laughs> a headline about because we're like, all right, we're Stormy News. And... <laughs> First of all, it says a lot about where we are in yeah. the political sphere, where we have a uh, porn star given a 60 minutes segment talking about her alleged affair with the pre. Well, maybe it's, it's not, not alleged. alleged. Yeah. yeah, her affair. I mean, it's for me, it was never hard to believe. No, I, I, don't, I don't buy into these conservatives who are like, well, this is just like you know her they, making this up for none publicity of them or cared about allegedness when it was 
uh, Monica Lewinsky in the Oval Office. But, like, how screwed up is this, though? The guy had a kid at home or his wife was pregnant. Either way, it's messed up. And and he met with a porn star. You know, this is really only behavior I would expect from a Democrat, so I exactly. am very shocked. <laughs> exactly. To see it from a family values Republican. <laughs> okay, he was never a, fam- a family values, quote-unquote. I-, I think... We we know Donald Trump's morality going into his presidency, Why do we and we've known it? it for a long time. Why do we ignore it? That I I think that's a very legitimate question. I was never a fan of his treatment of women and his uh, ideas towards the institution of marriage and any of that. I and I don't think we should ignore it. I think we have to be very honest about the fact that the way Donald Trump acts in his personal life is often quite immoral and to suggest otherwise is to completely turn a blind eye towards that but okay like a lot of conservatives argue oh yeah he's really screwed up but we're getting good conservative things out of it you could get those good conservative things without trump and i think it's doing your whole party a disservice to have this guy being the one advocating for these things like, they can claim the Republican whole mantra has been about family values. This guy stood on stage and made fun of a guy with special needs. He grabbed her by the P word, per se. Like, it should have already been over then. He should have never been elected. I'm frustrated. <laughs> well, I think the from the conservative point of view, uh, he's what we have, not what we want. And if good conservative policy is coming out of it, you know, you can say, like, hey, I don't like what he says, and I don't like how he acts, and none of that, but I appreciate the policy that's coming out of it, and two of those things can be uh, true at the same time. There, so I sort of err on the side of... millions of conservatives. That No, I, I agree with you, but if Trump was what it... <laughs> apparently Trump was what won, and I think that's disturbing in and of itself. It is. But then I go home to Virginia... And I understand how he got elected. God. Well, tr- Trump's who won. He got the he he won the election fair and square. Fair and square. I still have yet Abolish to speak the electoral to Quan, college. But... Abolish the electoral college. <laughs> I forgot my electoral college T-shirt. I should have worn it today. But it, you know, it. Yeah. Is let's talk about Stormy Daniels and the interview itself. Okay. So did you watch it? No. Okay. <laughs> I've seen of, clips. One of the but... first things that she mentioned was that Trump showed her, I want to say, it wasn't Playboy, ma- Ugh, what magazine was it? Maybe Forbes or some Fortune magazine, is that a thing? Fortune is, yeah. I think he was on the cover of that, and <laughs> he showed her the picture. No way. And guess what she said to him? What? Bend over. Take your pants off and bend over. He did it, and she hit him with it. What? Yes. She said that? She described it in detail on 60 Minutes. It was one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever listened to. <laughs> and she described everything thoroughly. They only okay, but had sex We both have to and... acknowledge the fact that Stormy Daniels wants money, and that's why she's coming out about this. They gave her a lot of money. Yeah. No, like I'm saying, Trump gave her a lot of money. Well, yeah, she did it for money back then, and she's doing it for money now. She's getting charged a million dollars every time she even talks about it. Charged by who? That's that's the in their non-disclosure agreement. That's the fine. A million dollars. She got fined a million dollars for talking about it on 60 Minutes. Well, I don't I'm think sure she wanted any of this. I, I definitely think it's, she did. I think it's She's ruining even her admitted career. that, like, her, um, let's just say her ratings have gone up since this scandal has 
emerged. And there's more. Like the Karen McDougall, I think that's her name. Apparently that story's way more substantive. I don't think she's a porn star or anything, but it's another way younger woman. And she just hasn't gotten as much attention for it, but her story is substantive from what I've heard. So, I I just think it's wild. Conservatives, Newt Gingrich would have literally killed Bill Clinton with his hands <laughs> after Monica Lewinsky. Where is Newt? Where's Newt? Where's Newt? Newt, I want to hear your statement, but maybe he's got, um... Maybe he's got he's a He's with his porn too. star, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Where, where even are we? Uh, should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. No, <laughs> we no it's all downhill our, from here. We we fulfilled our stormy segment <laughs> for the week. Okay, first prison sentence handed down in Mueller probe. Uh, Dutch lawyer. Uh, this is according to the <laughs> the Google Doc that you copy and pasted, presumably from Axios. No, I don't remember where I got this one. Okay, well, Fox. This one was Fox. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, I went on Fox. Okay. Well, a Dutch lawyer tied to former Trump deputy campaign chairman Rick Gates became the first person to be sentenced in Robert Mueller's investigation when a federal judge sentenced him on Tuesday to spend 30 days in prison and pay a $20,000 fine after he admitted to lying to investigators. Yeah. So, what do we think about this? There is officially guilt associated with the Trump campaign. <gasps> So, we have the smoke. Here's the first spark uh, of the fire. You guys have been saying that for months, though. No, we've been... We've been it's always is, like, there it is. That's where it is. It's over here. There's, There's the fire we've been waiting for. There's the fire over there. No, this is the first bit of fire. I'm still waiting to the quad. I can see the flame. I can see Eddie's belt coming undone so he can shriek <laughs> the quad. We are so close. This is big. Do you not think this is big? He had... I mean, he lied to investigators. And there are people pleading guilty left and right. I don't know. But you know what's funny, though? I don't think Russia's what's going to take Trump down. You think it's going to be... It's going to be Stormy. You think Stormy's going to take yeah. him down? I don't think so. Yeah? I really don't think that. He's getting in trouble right now for campaign finance But there have been there have been instances in which politicians have paid off people not to speak up about affairs. Like, who was it? Who was the other one? Who, who? It was way bigger than this. It was... He was the... Edwards. Yeah, yeah, Edwards, yeah. This was, like, a similar instance. He paid... It was, but like... You know what he got in trouble for, though? Campaign finance laws. Uh-huh. Because his... his uh, Did lawyer, he actually get in trouble for campaign finance? Yeah, Edwards? he had to pay a huge fine. Because... Because when, when his lawyer paid off the woman... That was considered an in-kind contribution to Edwards' campaign, and it, it, ma it surpassed the maximum level. And so that's what they're saying would happen here. The maximum level for an in-kind contribution is like 2700 mm -hmm. or something, and, and this surpassed that. And so it's the same exact situation Edwards was in. Yeah, and the question remains, I guess, is that enough to really take down Trump's presidency? Is that an impeachable thing, or is that... I don't think so. I, well, I, anything is an impeachable thing. I well, yeah, but I mean, would that give, would that give Democrats the political clout? A Democratic to, Congress, yeah, yeah. Would I, that give them the political clout to? How many months impeach? until January? Because that's how much time is left on Trump's presidency. <laughs> oh, come on, what's going to keep them from impeaching him? Oh, well, first of all, the fact that they don't have uh, a majority. 
And I'm saying in January. <laughs> if you don't think they'll have no, a majority in January, you are throwing away all laws of statistics and probability. Kind of like how Trump did when he won. Oh my god. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I mean, again, that's speculation. I don't know. I don't think Stormy Daniels is going to bring him down. I think that this is... That's just dumb. It's a dumb thing. Well, he's in the denial phase of this all right now. <laughs> um, I didn't think Democrats ever got out of the denial phase of the of his presidency. We're still in the Russia did it Burr. phase. That one hurt. Can, but uh, on the topic of Democrats winning things, which is <laughs> unlikely, interesting, uh, can a Democrat win in Texas? Uh, can I talk about this? Yeah, go for it. So I'm don't. a big fan of this guy, uh, Democratic Congressman Beto O'Rourke. It's not Beto. Everyone calls him Beto, and apparently it's Beto. He's a Beto male. That's why. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, who is challenging Senator Ted Cruz, ye- ye- ye, uh, for the Texas for Texas Senate, has raised six point seven million dollars in the first three months of 2018. No PAC money. Well, no corporate PAC money. That needs to be specified. No corporate PAC money. No special interest. All grassroots donations. 141,000 donations in the past three months, uh, to be exact. We don't have Cruz's Q1 numbers yet. Uh, it won't be public until April 15th, but uh, the O'Rourke campaign chose to, to make it public sooner than that. Um, but last quarter, we can go off those numbers, O'Rourke raised $2.3 million to Cruz's 800000 Now, money isn't everything, obviously, in yeah. an election, but having a lot of money makes winning a lot easier. Um, and a Democrat has not held statewide office in Texas since 1994. Eddie, do you think he can do it? Uh, I sure hope not. Why? I I think, well, first of all, I like Ted Cruz. Oh Second of all, I, we officially have Eddie on record saying he likes Ted Cruz. Yeah, I'll say it again. I like Ted Cruz. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think this guy, yeah, obviously Democrats are really angry right now. They're really mobilized. They're donating a lot of money. This proves that he has a chance, at least, that he's in the running. He's do- he's raised a lot of money. He's obviously mobilized a lot of people. So I don't think this is someone you can just write off and say, uh, nah, like, it's Texas. Like, Ted Cruz has a pretty strong hold. And I think a lot of people are a little frustrated with not maybe Ted Cruz particularly, but with Republicans in general. And Ted Cruz is sure to be thrown into that uh, lump of people. Ted Cruz has been pretty, uh, he's really stuck to his guns yeah. in terms of uh, his his own personal values, and I think that's admirable, well, it, but he's also sure to be thrown in with, like, wait, why, what are you guys doing? Like, why, why are you guys pushing this omnibus spending package, and why are you... Was he for it or against it? <clears throat> he was against it. That's good. For him, at least. But, that, but that's, he's still associated with the party that promised to cut spending and now they're not so i think a lot of people might just be uh their their energy just won't be there and i yeah. think it'll be a turnout game rather than uh like people are not going to vote against ted cruz they might just stay home and be like i'm i'm kind of fed up with the republican party in general i don't really feel like voting is doing anything for me because whoever i vote for they're blowing out the budget so it doesn't really matter i'm just going to stay home and then we find a democrat uh, winning in Texas. Well, I think this is a long shot. But with Austin, Dallas, Houston, and El Paso, 
Texas is becoming increasingly more blue. Not the state as a whole, but these these urban centers are becoming so populated. Um, I mean, Austin is considered one of the progressive capitals of the world. And yeah, and, and not to mention that um, Hillary actually won Texas. So what? <laughs> you remember when people thought that she was no? Win Texas? She wasn't ever trying to win Texas. <laughs> she was, she was trying Texas. to lay a good ground game <laughs> was, for something like this. And that's the next thing I was gonna say. If it wasn't for the Russians, she won Texas. Oh my god! Can we at least admit and that? So Hillary laid a good ground game for for Democrats to come in Texas. Did she win a good ground game for anyone? Yes, she wasted all her freaking time in Texas and Georgia where she was never going to win instead <laughs> of going to Wisconsin. She should have gone to Wisconsin. She should have um, gone to Russia. Okay, anyways, even if he can't win this seat right now, Texas is one of the most gerrymandered states because it doesn't account for these newly populated urban centers. Austin's population has grown so much in the past 10 years, and same with these other urban centers, that it is not accounted for in their representation, and in their district drawing. And so in 2021, when districts are redrawn, I think a Texas statewide office holder could easily be a Democrat. Okay. By party affiliation itself, Texas is not that deep. And Ted Cruz might have this going for him. Trump was not popular in Texas. And, And Ted Cruz has done a good job of working with Trump but also keeping his distance from Trump. Yeah, I think he's done good about that. Yeah, and, uh, he is, and Ted Cruz is popular in Texas, so and I don't know he, why he kind of holds those like sort of Texas values. I think so. I mean, this will be an interesting um, campaign to watch. It's really hard to say right now uh, where things will go, but you know, it's interesting stuff. So uh, let's talk about the March for Our Lives and follow up on that. The aftermath of the March for Our Lives, which had a turnout of. What was it, like a quarter million people? No. Like what was it like? 200? It was 800,000. 800,000. That's what their claim in D.C. alone in, was. In D.C. alone, 800,000. 800,000. Uh-oh, he's Googling. And that doesn't even include the 300 or something sister marches. Uh, I was at the Norfolk, Virginia one because my sister planned it. And we had the largest peaceful demonstration in our area's history. We had 5,000 show up. I think it was eight. It says eight hundred fifty thousand for DC. Oh, let's see. Interesting. Sounds like a lot of people want to march for our lives. Kind of like how the March for Life gets similar numbers every single That's year. That's not true. Oh my! Now I'm googling. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta Google. On the west steps of the Capitol, 20,000 supporters and estimated... West steps of the Capitol! Look at the march... Oh my god, hold on a second. Our poor listeners are probably so bored while we're sitting here Googling. Our poor 12 listeners. I'm actually curious about this, though. Yeah, I am too. Hope you all are okay with waiting. I can't find it. Uh... In 2016, the march proceeded despite a blizzard that dropped 24 inches of snow in D.C. with attendees in the hundreds of thousands. I don't believe that. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. March for life. It's from the Washington Post. <laughs> That's fake news. <laughs> Did you see that Trump was hating on Amazon today? And it's all related back to the fact that Amazon owns with the Washington Post. 
I did hear about that. He was saying that they were, like, breaking U.S. or, like, ruining the United States Postal Service or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Okay, but anyways. So, the March for Our Lives, the D.C. version alone had 800,000, 850,000, and then across the world, I bet there were easily 2 million people. The New York one was almost as big as the D.C. one, the L.A. one was huge, and it was insane. It was fantastic, and boy, did those high school-age speakers do a good job. Um, yeah, I mean, like, a lot of them were well-spoken. I don't agree with what they have to say, but I do think a lot of the rhetoric coming from people like David Hogg has been needlessly inflammatory, and also a lot of the stuff he says is just factually inaccurate. Like what? So, well, I mean, he claims that the NRA has blood on their hands and that they uh, don't care about dead children, and I think that's factually untrue. Uh Obviously, the NRA is an interest group that represents people who care about the Second Amendment. They don't. And... They represent gun manufacturers. Look at where their money comes from. Such a small portion of it. And even if that was true, to say that they have a chokehold on politicians and control Congress, which he claimed they did, he says that the NRA controls... Dana Lash, the CEO of the NRA, which is also not true. Dana Lash is not the CEO of the NRA. He's 17. Give him a break. No, if you're going to step into the political sphere and, and, and participate in political debate, you have to be held to the same... And this is this is actually what's been bothering me a lot, is that people will say, like, oh, yeah, this guy is, like, this guy's the, uh, you know, he, he's the voice of reason in the political debate, and he's, like, our guy, and everything he says... I love him. Everything he says is law. And then as soon as someone comes after him and tries to fact-check him, there's like, whoa, wait a second, he's just a kid. You can't... You have to pick one or the other. Is he just a kid, or is he subject to the scrutiny that he deserves if he's going to step into the political arena? I, this is a kid whose classmates were literally just killed. And, like, he got thrown into a life that not many 17- and 18-year-olds are in. And I think he's done a fantastic job. His rhetoric is obviously emotion-based. Um... But so is and not so much fact based. So is Dana Lashes. I mean, she's a dumbass. Like I, mm, I can't even stand her. Have you seen her videos from before she was the NRA spokeswoman? No, I don't think she so. had a vlog about how much she loved Twilight. It's very interesting. I don't know what that has to do with the gun debate. Okay, but anyways, it's just like it's frustrating. Um, like to see that wo- the Ingram woman, she More totally Ingram? mocked him. Yeah, she totally mocked him for his GPA. And, like, yeah, he didn't get into some good schools. That doesn't mean you make fun of the kid for his GPA. Yeah, no, and I, I think that's... And think then that's people attacked up. him for him using Twitter to get to get advertisers to pull from her. Yeah, I think that's wrong, too, though. That's freedom of speech. Yeah, Your you party's could, supposed to yeah. love it. He used his power on that social yeah, media no, platform, I agree with his, and he affected change. I, I agree with his capacity to say whatever he wants to say. As, as much as I support whatever Ingram wants to say, I don't agree with what Ingram said, and I think that's wrong. And I also think that what David Hogg said was wrong. I don't think you should say, like, I mean, pe- okay, first of all, uh, Democrats in the media have said way worse things about Republicans. and no About Republican re- children? And, and advertisers haven't even touched them. Wait, and, and you I keep pulling the child card, media. but he's he's... If he's going to step into the arena of political debate, he has to be subject to the same standards that adults are. 
because otherwise we're just giving him immunity to say whatever he wants, which why is exactly attack, what the media why wants. Why attack anyone for their GPA? Like, why I don't think you should. That for that? I don't think you should attack someone for their GPA, but that's no reason to say, like, okay, well, this person should not have a job now. I don't agree with the stuff when they're like, oh, he's just a kid, like, don't hold him to a standard. Like, hold him to the same standard. Don't attack him for his GPA, though. Like, that's just ridiculous. I agree. I agree. Don't attack him for his GPA, but that's no reason to boycott someone. I don't think you get to decide a reason to boycott someone. I can say I disagree with it. If he thinks that's propaganda and doesn't agree with her show, then he gets to use his freedom of speech just like sure. Ingram is using I'm just hers. saying it's morally wrong. I don't think that's true, mister. <laughs> okay. So, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think the march was fantastic. I think his speech was good. And I think they, they are... And, and to come back to your point about the chokehold, if the gun lobby doesn't have a chokehold on some of our legislators, then why are they contradicting public opinion completely? 80% of Americans want stricter background checks. For the first time ever, over 50% want an assault rifle, a, a sale, or a ban on the sale of assault rifles. And wait, so, wait, wait. Are you actually using that as an explanation for the NRA having a choke Yes, because why else would, would Marco Rubio... Because they're principled. They care about the Constitution. They care about the Second Amendment. But you you don't get to put that stuff before public opinion. They were elected. They get to they get to put forth the values that The Supreme that they... Court has said that none of that stuff violates the Supreme or the Constitution. That the Second Amendment is not an unlimited right, just like freedom of speech is. Of course it's not an unlimited right. That's why there's right. slander and libel laws. I, it's not an unlimited right. And so I why do stricter background checks? Who does that hurt from getting a gun? The wrong people. All that does, and here's my thing. So someone asked me while I was I went back to Virginia Beach this weekend, and someone was like, like why why do you believe in gun control? Why do you believe in the things these people are saying? And I said I come from a gun owning Democratic family, and we are in favor of common sense gun reforms like stricter background checks, the no fly no buy policies proposed about a year or two ago. We're in favor of those things, so the assault on our on on gun owners can stop. If we, if we stop having instances where the wrong people get their hands on guns, then Democrats can stop talking about more gun control. If we make it so only the right people are using their right to bear arms and owning guns, and there's no more mass shootings, or at least way less mass shootings, then Democrats can stop fighting for more gun control. We're not trying to come for the average gun-owning family. Do you support a ban on the AR-15? Yes. I would support a ban on the sale of a... a Why? Of a, because I, I think... You can find interviews with even, like, military personnel and stuff. That's very similar to the weapon that they use overseas in war. It's not, though. It is. No, they use fully automatic weapons. But the, these can be made fully automatic. I don't think... And that would be illegal. Or it should be illegal. I think a ban on a bump stock <laughs> So it's not illegal. illegal right okay, now. Okay, well, I think that... Oh, I think bump stocks should be outlawed. But if bump stocks were outlawed, would you still support a ban Marco on the Marco Rubio was against banning bump stocks. That's okay. wrong. I disagree with that. I think bump stocks should be banned. If bump stocks were banned, would it, should have the AR-15 still should? I should don't still think be the semi-automatic rifle belongs in public. Okay, so now you're talking about a full semi-automatic rifle. That's what the ban. AR-15 is. Why not semi-automatic handguns too? It's already harder to get those, and a semi-automatic pistol does not have the firing capability of a semi-automatic rifle. The magazine capacity is bigger. The actual shooting capacity, and they, those bullets can just cause more damage. So you so you think we should be able to have semi-automatic handguns but not semi-automatic rifles? Yes. That, so that's where you're drawing the line? Yes. Okay, well, I think the line should be drawn further out at 
fully automatic. I think fully automatic should be banned. I think that already is banned. Be to, yeah, and I yeah, and I agree with that obviously. <laughs> Even but Ronald think, Reagan agreed with that. But I think that in order to ensure the public's check on government tyranny, we have to have uh, at least semi. The government rifles. owns tanks. If they want to come for their people and start a war on their people, we're not going to be able to stop them with an AR-15. I'd like to refer you to the Iraq War, uh, in which it was mainly won by infantry people with lighter weaponry than the U.S. Uh, than the U.S. Army, and the fact that there are three hundred million of us, and it—that's uh, how wars are won. They're not won by a couple a couple tanks. They're won by infantry, people on the ground. And, and it's also, it's not even in the event of a war itself. That's not even the point of the Second Amendment. It's just so that we have a check on uh, a government's capacity for turning tyrannical. That's really all it's about. It's just a check. I don't think whether or not you have And that's have a precursor a, to all our other rights. I don't think whether or not you have a semi-automatic AR-15 is going to keep the government from being or not being tyrannical. Like, I think ha- an armed populace have your is pistols, exactly have your shotguns, them. have anything you need to protect your home, except for a semi-automatic... But it's not about protecting your home. It's about protecting our other rights from government overreach. I think that's wrong. It's not wrong. And even uh, if, you read the, was, if you read the Federalist Papers, that's exactly why they made the Second Amendment. I've read the Federalist Papers, and even the former Republican Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, I can't think of his name, even he went on, I think it was MSNBC the other day, and he said that we we do not interpret the wording of the Second Amendment right properly, and that it even, he would... He's wrong. He, he said if he had the decision, he would rewrite it to make it much more explicit in the fact of, it's meant for people in a militia. If you want to join He's a incorrect. militia and get the proper training... He's wrong. He's incorrect in his interpretation of the Second Amendment. You can't tell someone as, they're incorrect as, in their interpretation. Yes, I can. Because the what, the reason why it was made is to prevent government tyranny. And if he's saying... if he, And I, did, and I didn't AR-15 hear this, but if that... is not going to make the difference. I think it is. I think it would. I think semi-automatic rifles but is... Why not semi-automatic of, pistols? You just asked me what the, why I draw the line in the sand between them. Why don't you? Why can't a semi-automatic pistol protect you from a tyrannical government? Because it doesn't have the, there would be too much of a power differentiate. Uh, uh, there'd be too much of a power difference between the an armed populace with uh, simply semi-automatic handguns rather than semi-automatic rifles. And like, and I understand the fact that at a certain point you have to draw the line there and say like, well, then what's the line between semi-automatic rifles and fully automatic rifles? But that's that's a line that it's there's obviously room for debate there. It's just that. My personal opinion is that the line should not be drawn at semi-automatic pistols. It should be drawn at semi-automatic rifles. And that's, and beyond that would be a needless risk. You just use the same logic that I tried using. To, uh, like, I yeah, we're, we're both using the same logic. We're just drawing different <laughs> conclusions and drawing a different line. Like... This is the wet, the AR-15 in almost all the mass shootings we've talked about, except for Virginia Tech, an AR-15 has been the weapon used. Okay, so if it was banned, do you think those shootings would have been prevented? No, I think that there would have been a lot less damage. You think? Yes. What about the Virginia Tech shooting? I just said besides the Virginia Tech shooting. <laughs> but you can't just rule that out just because it doesn't fit your narrative. No, no, no. Not that I'm ruling it out. I'm just saying that was the one... Why haven't there been more shootings with these these pistols if they were just as powerful? What, he, 
What about the mass knife attack in Britain? That was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. No, not once-in-a-lifetime. Once-in-history. Find me another case where that's happened. You do not see well, 17 kids getting killed in a school with knives. If you want to talk about statistical unlikelihood, the Air 15 accounts for like 3% of gun deaths. But they're mass shootings. We don't need 17 people, 14 kids, and 3 adults alone dying are very in school. Rare. Yeah, and you can go on about how suicides are, are a much bigger percentage, but this is a multifaceted reform that we need. We need we do need more mental health initiatives. I agree with that. But guess who cuts the funding for mental health, federal mental health initiatives every single year? It's the Republican Party. Every single year. So if they want to talk about how it's a mental health issue, not a gun issue, then I want to see them leading well, the I effort. I think what they mean by that is that there needs to be like extensive mental health screening for people who are trying to purchase a weapon. That's, that's funny that's because my opinion. the Florida legislative the Florida legislature just overruled a former law that had a mental health screening in place to purchase a weapon. Okay, so, I disagree with that. But Republicans are not straight on this. They are using mental health as a scapegoat to not talk about this issue, and I am fine with them doing that as long as they start leading the effort to actually address mental health. If they want to talk about how it's a like the whole walk up not walk out, like if they want to say that we need to focus on bullying on our schools, then they need to be the ones funding school psychologists in every single school. They can't just talk about how it's not a gun issue, it's a mental health issue, or a bullying issue, and then not try and solve those problems. And, uh, and you know what? If, it's, if, it's a, if we decide it's a gun issue and we take action on that and none of it works, then let's redo it all and start over in a few years. But I would love to... And let's at least study it. The Dickey Amendment prevents the Center for Disease Control from even studying the effects of gun violence right now. And that's disappointing to me. Why don't we want to see what gun violence does to our population? No, I think I think that's I think those are fair points. I think the mental health issue is definitely a fair point and I agree. I think there should be uh definitely uh we should definitely have the ability to screen people for mental illness before they purchase a weapon. And if someone is living in your home who has mental illness, you should Definitely be legally required to keep your gun locked up at least. Yep. And if, and if someone, you have kids at home. Yeah, and if someone who owns a weapon is apparently mentally ill in your family, you should be able to report them as someone who's mentally ill and is uh, incompatible of uh, being able to, uh, you know, handle owning a weapon. I think that those should, yeah, I think those are fair points. I think those are definitely things that uh, we should talk about. And any Republican who uh, says otherwise, I would disagree with. I'm just talking about a... I, I just don't think banning... Singling out the AR-15 and banning that alone is going to solve the problem. How about... Would you at least be more inclined towards a ban just on the sale of future AR-15s? So they're already out there. People already own them. We don't have one in my family. There's only shotguns in my house. No, because I think it's people's right to purchase an ar-15 then why is it not people's right to purchase a fully automatic rifle well, like i said at a certain point you have to draw the line and say this is a needless risk we could have this argument all the way up to why shouldn't people be able to buy nukes like it really like and i want to draw the line right after the ar-15 <laughs> okay and like that's like and if you think about it it's kind of a it's a it seems like a minor disagreement, but with, like, big implications. Yeah. And people no, are making a huge deal out of this debate. And I think for good reason. I think there's a lot of uh, constitutional debate that are that's going into this. And a lot of statistics are being trotted out. Some of them are skewed in one direction, some skewed in another. <laughs> but uh, it, at, at the end of the day, like, we just draw the line at what should the firepower that a person possesses 
um, well, where should you draw that line? What 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 does a person's uh, where at what point does a person's right to firepower and self defense against a tyrannical government? What where does that draw the line between uh, where it then threatens the public safety in general? I think that's sort of where it comes down to in the gun debate. And uh, I'm glad we could have this discussion in a way that's not like how people are having it on Twitter, uh, which is oh just gosh. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely I'm, I'm atrocious. I'm so over Twitter. Yeah, no, me too. And I think uh, wh- one of the things I want to talk about too is the attribution of motives to people, because I've seen a lot of uh, Republicans who do this where they immediately jump to, well, the Democrats want to confiscate everyone's weapons so that they can recreate Nazi Germany and oh basically God. establish a communist order. Uh, or something can like I, that. Can I mention something about that? Did I already tell you this? Our our local Republican page, which ended up being it's, it's kind of a uh, I don't even know what to call it. It's an unofficial Virginia Beach Republicans page, but it has more followers than the official page. Like it seems to be the go-to. It's kind of the fringe page. On Passover, they decided to post a picture of the shoes in the Holocaust Museum. If you've never been to the Holocaust oh, yeah. Museum. There is a giant stack of shoes. They are actual the shoes end. from Nazi Germany um, that were not burned, basically. Um, and so those are all victims of the Holocaust. And the Virginia Beach Republicans page decided on Passover to post a picture of those shoes and tag the March for Our Lives kids and say this is what happened the last time a tyrannical government came for people's guns. And, oh boy... No, Eddie, don't do that. Eddie's sitting there, like, nodding. Like, no! Well, well, look, I mean, this is, I mean, that's an extreme example, but to say that if if the Jews in the Holocaust were armed and had the capacity to defend themselves, there may have been a different outcome. That's rewriting the narrative of history, which you don't get to do. Of course, and that's speculative, obviously. But I'm just saying that, like, there could have been a different outcome. And and to say that governments don't turn... But once again, you were talking about a few families having shotguns and maybe some having rifles against a government that has tanks. And an army. Yeah, some of the army wouldn't stay in the army because they'd, they'd fight against the tyrannical government. But a lot of them would stay in the army, and you would be against arms capability that no shotgun, no AR-15 could take out. If you want, if you want protection against tyrannical government, then you got to give everyone a tank. That's not. I don't think that's true, though. I don't think you have to give everyone a tank. I think in America specifically, if America. if responsible gun owners had AR-15s, the government's a lot less likely to try to overstep its boundaries. Uh, when it comes to its constitutional power. I think that's just... At least agree that it was insensitive to post that on Passover. I, yeah, I, no, that, I, I, I agree. The page that, got deleted. So yeah, many, no. I, hundreds of people reported it. Got I, deleted. I agree that that's insensitive and wrong um, to do that during Passover. And especially, like, just... <laughs> I don't know. That's just just kinda, to post that it kind of It kind of gives you kind of a gross feeling in yeah. your stomach, really, like, fundamentally. Um, and obviously we can debate like the historical merits but at the, at, sorry i got at you the, off track at the core at the core of it it's like it, it is wrong um yeah so i think that's uh i think that just about does it for this week i agree um one more time i do want to harp on our best buddy kenny's in the hospital yes and his parents are pastors back in seattle and we are just trying to raise some money to offset their cost um the person who interrupted was 
uh, the podcast was actually Kenny's brother coming to meet us. Um, and so, if you can donate, please do. Spare, please. spare a few dollars. Yeah, if you could just imagine like what his parents are going through right now, yeah. the least we can do is remove this burden from them, the, the financial burden of medical costs and uh, a, um, airfare and all of that stuff. Uh, it's really the least we can do at this point. Uh, we're all um, thinking, keeping Kenny in our thoughts and our prayers and uh so we're just gonna go ahead and put the link up on uh on twitter yeah. and everywhere else it's gowonkyourself.com slash kenny all right folks all right well lucas go wonk yourself eddie go wonk yourself